Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Part three is how to set up your own business in semi-retirement, Dallas. Thanks, Michael. So, as you said, part one, we touched on why why it makes sense for a lot of people and some of the advantages of setting up your, your own business or working for yourself uh, in semi-retirement. Part two, we talked about who this might suit and, and who is a good fit for this type of strategy and, and who might not be the right fit for it. Uh, third part, if, if you're listening this far, you've probably thought, uh, listened to those first two parts and thought that this might be something that, you, that you're looking into. So what we really want to talk about here is, is not, uh, as you said before, we're not business consultants. We're not the experts in how you should uh, run this business. It's more around here are some of the traps that we've seen people fall into and, and here's some of the, the things to, to avoid. So like many of our podcasts, we say that it's about how to set up your own business, but really it's more around the things to avoid. Mm. Um, by, by, if you avoid some of these main things, um, this will, will help you along the way. So the first thing that we, that we see or where, where it's easy to get this wrong is, is um, and we touched on this last, is moving into a completely unrelated field. So mm. don't, don't think I've spent 40 years building up this knowledge and I'm the expert in this area of, of my field and my work, but now I'm going to go and do something completely different in, mm. in my own business. You know, if you want to move, I, I would actually almost say, if you want to move into a completely different field, just keep working for someone else because <laughs> then, then you can make all the mistakes and, and, and they're paying for it, not you. So the hows is, I would say, really make sure that you, that you are sticking to your knitting. Stick to something that you really know. Um, and and the, use, the, the word we use a lot there is that niche, is that if you've got something that you're really uh, passionate about, that you're an expert in, stick to that do not get distracted do not go this is the latest and greatest thing in the industry i think that we should you know this is what the public wants or this is what the Mm. market wants if you have something where you are the expert you will you will still be able to find paying customers that that will pay you for your expertise in that area so that's that's i think the the first thing there as to how is to really sit down and think about what is your niche what what can you be the best in australia at and and the the yeah, the best in your field at and, and find that thing and, and stick to that thing as much as possible. Yeah. So that's probably step one when you're thinking about what sort of um, target market to go into. Now, step two here I would say is is keep your overheads low. And and this is, you know, the starting, the starting phases of, of this sort of small business in particular is you really want to treat it as, uh, as like little experiments. So... You, know, you think about what you are the expert in, what you think you're the expert in, what you could do really well. You don't want to go all in and spend huge no. amounts of money getting that set up, doing all these sorts of things, and then find out that actually no one wants that and, and there's not paying customers for that. So I was just going to say you, you need to stress test at every step of the way. Yeah. So stress test is really good because yeah. you, know, you, you start with an assumption that, yeah, yeah I'll have enough, uh, yeah, I'll have enough paying customers yeah. where I can have an office and yeah, everything yeah. like that. Yeah. 
we see people put the cart before the horse yes. and go and lease a new office yep. and then yep. and then look yep. for the customers. So yes. what you yep. need to actually do is stress test that. Yeah. Start with the lowest, yep. lowest um, buy-in yep. ever. So yes. that, yeah, start from your yep. fourth bedroom yes. <laughs> or your home office yes. or whatever you have. Like, yep. You should have the – I mean, in an ideal world, you'd have the existing infrastructure in place. Yep. Because most of this stuff's in your head. Yes. Most exactly. of this knowledge is in your head. That's a great point. As a as a yep. as a knowledge expert. Yeah. Um, you have forty years worth of yep. expert knowledge stored in your head like you have an asset on a balance sheet. Yes. It's just that that asset doesn't need um big overheads yes. to run it. So you can run it from your laptop yep. and you can run it from your existing mobile phone, you can yep. run it from you know, your existing email address and all those types of things. You're stress testing every 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 Every, every sense of the, of the way. Yeah, um, and I think that's a great point because um, there, there's a thing that happens. I think with a lot of people setting up your own business is that um, we are sometimes a bit uncomfortable putting ourselves out there, and and the way that um, because we don't really allow like for someone who's who's been working in industry for forty years, like you say, that's an asset. That's something that's on your balance sheet. You are an expert in that. You have that knowledge. Mm. But we don't really value that. And so we kind of feel there's a bit of imposter syndrome that goes on and people kind of go, well, I've got to have like a, 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 I've got to have an office for people to come and meet me at or yep. I've got to have... Um, yeah, even the, the one that I, I laugh and think about all the time is I've talked to so many people that say, I'm starting my own business. I'm waiting for my business cards to turn up before I go <laughs> and find clients. It makes no sense. The client doesn't care whether no. you've got business cards. They don't care if you've got some really flashy email signature. They don't care if your car's been signed, written up or anything weird like that. They just want you, they have a problem that they want you to solve. So step one is to go and find, you know, go and find those people who have a problem that you can solve and, mm. and try and do it as low cost as possible to yourself in, in those early stages while you are stress testing it. So it, it's, it's interesting with Kathy because I, I, um, I, I told Kathy she actually needed to put her prices up. Yeah. And this is besides the point. But <laughs> no, it, well, this is point three. For well, me. well it, was, it, was, it, was, it was time for her to actually move into a nicer um, office anyway. Yeah. But this is beside the – it wasn't the reason that she yeah, needed yeah. to do that. But she said, okay, I'm moving to the new office. I then feel that I can, can. put my prices up. Yeah. yeah. And I said, hang on a sec. <laughs> like you are, you are the – I, I have a problem. The only reason I'm here on a Saturday morning with yeah. my daughter yeah, for is because it. there is a problem here. Yeah. And you are the expert. Yes. You are the only person that I know Can solve this who problem. is an oreofacial myology <laughs> expert. Yeah. I said, I don't care if I'm meeting you in a cafe. Yeah. I don't care yeah. if I'm meeting you in, in yep. an old office. I don't care if I'm meeting you at your own house. Yes. You're that expert. Yeah. And, and the fact that, that yep. you are that expert means I will pay yes. what you should be charging. Yep. And um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. She put her prices up on my recommendation, and, yep. and she said not one person no. actually blinked twice. It's it's funny that. you say because that was that was exactly my point three. So so point one is find that niche, find that pain mm. point that you can take away from people. Point two is keep your keep your costs, keep your overheads as low as possible. Point three, and we see this every time someone starts their own business, is charge more, mm. raise your prices because invariably, like you say. People don't value that that knowledge that they have. They don't, you know, like you said, they're the expert. It doesn't it doesn't matter whether you're operating out of your your spare bedroom at home or whether you're operating out of some flashy office or, or how you're getting the job done. Um, 
And often what I find with this is that for people to charge more, it's especially relevant for when you're, when you're looking at setting up a business in semi-retirement because you're not trying to replace your whole income or your whole work hours per, per week, you know. No. If you're working full-time and you're, and you're working 40 hours a week, generally you're doing this because you want to either cut back on work or just do the exact niche that you want to. It doesn't matter. If you raise your prices and you have less customers at that point in time, that's completely okay. And that's, I that think, is completely okay. Now, um, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. Because I think everyone thinks yeah, I, I need to keep my prices where every single person will well, accept that price. Yep. Yeah. But really, yeah. when you're in semi-retirement or entering in retirement, yeah. let's start with the assumption you want to cut down your hours yeah. that you work every week yeah. or every year yeah. from 2,000 hours to 500 hours yes. for the year, for example. Yeah. Now, um, the, the, the demand side for your knowledge is going to be there. The supply side has been right? cut in full. Yeah. It has been cut in to a quarter yeah. of what it... So... Um, what you really need to do yeah. is start with the start with the assumption or start start from a position where you what would my perfect life yes. look like yeah so i'd be yeah i'd be doing five hundred dollars an hour uh, five hundred hours a year yep instead of my current two thousand hours for example yep um yeah i'd be earning three hundred and thirty dollars an hour mm-hmm. for example so 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 i'm gonna start from that position mm-hmm. and i'm gonna that's my that's my that's, where we're, that's yeah. my charge out rate. Yes, that's so, right. Yeah. So if I only get um, half the amount of people that I thought I'd get, yeah, I still do two hundred and fifty hours at three hundred and thirty dollars an hour. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like I just I just go it, and have it, more holiday time. It, it's interesting in it because like. that's you're right. There's a um, that's a point I've got written down here is get comfortable with the idea of not working much. Mm. It it seem it's. You often see this when people are moving at the same time that they're moving into semi-retirement, they're, they're setting up their own business. They've gone from working 40 hours a week to 10 hours a week and they stress out about it because they go, I, sh- I should be working. It. No, no, the whole point of setting up this business was for you to be able to cut back. So mm. you know, raising your prices is is one way to sort out who really wants your help, who really needs your help and, and who's willing to pay the most for that. Like you said, you really want to start, I, I would say, with what's the what's the amount per hour that I actually want to be able to charge, and work backwards from there, and then build up the amount of hours that you work to to that amount, rather than go the other way, which is what most small businesses do, which is they take on anyone as a client who 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 will come on board and charge less than what they should, yep. and then it's only when they get really busy that they go. I, this is this is more stress, more work than what I wanted. I wanted to be able to cut back. Then they eventually raise their prices and they end up doing it anyway. But yeah. I feel like this is one of those points where we're going to tell everyone when you're setting up your own small business, raise your prices, and they're not going to do it. <laughs> you have to come to this gradually over time. But Just a quick little segue, if I can. So Kathy yeah. doesn't charge anywhere near three hundred and thirty dollars an hour. She should. Um, yeah. She also uh, handles thumb sucking. Yeah. Problems for children, yeah. tongue-tied children. Yeah. Um, she does a whole host of things, so they're the things that I know of. Yeah. Um, she has a really, really good podcast as well called Beyond Brushing. Beyond so Brushing. Yeah. Beyond Brushing. Yeah. Um, there's some really, really good topics there. Uh, so if any of your grandchildren are sucking their thumbs or they're tongue-tied or they have grinding their teeth or anything like that, just get on to Beyond Brushing and have a have a listen. Or if your partner snores, she gets she gets experts in. Snoring, yeah, for really. example, on Beyond Brushing. Yeah. And um, they'll tell you uh, 
what the problems are with snoring and how yeah. to get help and all those sorts yeah, right. of things. So you, you, you always notice that the person that snores never seeks the help. It's, the, it's their partner <laughs> it's that seeks the, the help. So. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> no, that's right. It's, uh, it's, not, it's not a problem for them. So, um, yeah, so so they're, they're, uh, just a quick little segue in there because she's, yeah. she's brilliant, Kathy. Yeah. Yep, no, that's great. The, um, um, and her business is uh, Townsville Oreo Facial Myology. Do you want to spell that for us? T O F M dot com. I think it is beautiful. So um, yeah. So the, the other point I've got here, which, which ties in as well, is I've said it. Like, get comfortable with the idea of not working much. The point of this job, like we said, is to enhance your retirement. Do less work, only do the work that you're passionate about, and get paid really well for it. That's what you're trying to do here. So. You don't need, you don't need to be working a huge amount of hours. You don't need everyone to become a client. You don't. If some people think that you're too expensive, that's completely okay. Examples of this could even be: I work Fridays and I film my, my, I work on Fridays and I don't work any other day mm. of the week. Yep. And um, someone says, "Oh, I can't come and see you on a Friday." Well, I'm sorry, I can't see yep. you. That's because I only do Fridays. Yep, that's or, right. Yeah, yeah. So, that, yeah that, it's, this it's is not, an example. It, this it's is not, just an it's example. not just about prices. It's... Like you, like you said, what you really want to do there is be thinking about what do I want this? What do I want my perfect life to look like with this? With this, you know, with my small business in it. Yeah. Um, not what you tend to see is people put the cart before the horse. They sort of do what they think needs to happen to make the business succeed. And then they realise two years down the road, well, hang on, I've just now got myself all these headaches and it wasn't I, worth it I've at just, all. I've just created a full-time job for myself with yeah. other headaches yes. of running a business, which is which yeah. is not what you want at all no, and not what we want out of this yeah. at all. So it's, yeah. it's actually having a think about it. And, and, yeah. and we've, we've heard a, a great quote from a mentor of ours, Nick Murray. He says, you should run your business like you're the president. Yeah. Yep. of that yep. country and your business is a country. Yep. And it's up to you. And um, it's not even a democratic presidency. It's, it's, <laughs> it's your a, Fidel Castro your, or someone like that. So you can actually run it exactly the way that you... Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and it's, it's, that's, that's where you need to start, yeah. especially entering semi-retirement or retirement. Yeah. You actually want to be... You, you want this to enhance your retirement. You don't yeah. want it to detract from it. Yeah. And that's that's exactly right. That's, I guess... Uh, where I said they get comfortable with the idea of not working much, I guess a corollary to that as well is get comfortable with the idea of not being able, not working with with everyone. Not everyone is going to be the right fit for you, mm-hmm. and that's really what you what you want to think about here. Is you know, in that example, if you say I only work on Fridays, and someone says oh, I can't only come and meet with you on Wednesday, that's okay. There's there's probably you know you can go and work with someone else. That's mm-hmm. that's fine. You're not trying to be all things to all people. You're not trying to fit around everyone else. You want this to work around your life. Um, another one that I, I think um, that we see a lot is that it's 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 very hard to run a small business or be self-employed and and do all these things and keep your overheads low and focus on that niche. Whereas the minute that you add staff onto this, it gets really really hard. So. Mm-hmm. There are very, very, very few occasions that I can think of where people will be working for themselves or setting up their own business semi-retirement where they should have a staff member. In in yep. pretty much all cases that I can think of, what I would suggest is you want to use technology instead of staff. Mm. And what I mean by that is there is no need for you to pay someone to be sitting there answering the phone when the phone rings. That's that's what email is for. That's what email is for. Mm. Um, there's no reason that you need to be 
going back and forwards with people um, ten times a day to book in a meeting. There is appointment booking software that exists that we that we use for all yep. these things. Um, you know, there's no need to pay someone to full time to do your accounts. That's what bookkeeping software is for. There's mm. all these different things where you really want to avoid, I think, that impulse to add staff or to pay someone mm. to to come and help you do this because the minute that you add on staff. It goes from being a thing where you're worried about, which which is what you should be, which is worried about how does this business fit into my life, and the minute you add on staff, you automatically start thinking about how does this impact their life and and making sure that I've got enough work to be able to keep them on board, and and you end up almost working for your for your team members rather than working for yourself. Mm-hmm. So, I would say as a pretty much a blanket <laughs> rule, if you if you are setting up a small business or working for yourself with a view to semi-retirement and, and retirement, you do not want any staff at all because, as you said before, Michael, you want to be able to put that work down, pick it back up when it suits. You want to only be doing the type of work when it suits you. The minute that you add staff on, it, it's just another layer of complexity that you that you don't really want. Agreed. Um, final point that I've got um, here, which is a very practical one for a lot of people, is that what you should think very seriously about is setting up any 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 business that you that you're um, doing in this situation as a company rather than as a sole trader. So when you go and see your, yeah. I agree in part. <laughs> At the there's right a, stage, there's a test here. I, I knew you were going to say that. Like we just said, the stress testing thing. Um, for most people in a services business, you can you can go and log on and register for an ABN in 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 the space of about five minutes. Mm-hmm. And go and get your first paying client as a sole mm-hmm. trader, where yep. you just have an ABN, you 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 know you set up a bank account, they pay you into that bank account. It's all very simple. Now, the minute that, that starts to pick up, um, and this is all area an area to talk to about with your accountant, but for a lot of people, it's a good fit for them to uh, set up a company, um, which is its own separate entity, which can have uh, income and expenses going out of that, which doesn't. Uh, flow through to you personally. Now, the reason for it, and this is just a bit of an extra corollary there, is that what you can actually do is build up money within within the company. You, you can cap your, your income tax within there. And what you can actually be doing is if you're earning more money than what you need to be drawing out, you can be building up money within that entity and then slowly draw it out over those first few years of your retirement so that you're minimising tax on, on the actual income that you, that you earn through there. So that's... Like I say, that's a real one percent, or right at the very end. Once you've got everything set up, once everything's humming along, it's it's definitely worth talking to your accountant about about that as as a tax planning measure, um, so that you you can basically keep as much of the income that you're able to earn as possible. Yeah, and that has to come at the right time. Yeah, because like what we see again go, with people yeah. putting the cart before the horse is yeah. that they actually they do that right at the start. Yeah, and then. The business never gets to the stage that justifies that the, justifies yep. the cost of doing that. Yeah, or um, uh, it, it 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 shuts the doors, or they don't really yep. want to do it anymore, yep. or, or any of those types of things. So I think yep. I think you you actually get to the stage where because you can restructure now, yes, relatively easily. Easily. So there's Especially. there's restructuring yep. um, uh, forgiveness of of yep. capital gains tax. Yeah. 
from moving from a sole trader to a yeah, company. But even if you had to pay yeah. for that goodwill, you've yeah. got the small business capital gains tax well, it's a, uh, exemptions and, and as well. And often so with, with the services, services business, it, it's going to be bugger all. You know, the actual yeah. uh, the value of that business is, is going to be minimal. So, yeah, you're right. I'd, I definitely think that that's something that comes after you you know, yes, this is something that I want to do. It's mm. going to be, like you say, the stress testing all along the way is you do all these things and then lastly, that's something to think about is, yeah. Right, now that I've got this business that's set up and doing what I want and it's something that I'm going to be wanting to do over the next few years and then I'm going to be able to potentially draw money out of it for, yep. for an extended period of time, then go and look at your structuring. And you know, yeah. um, that's exactly right, is that it's it's that last step of the, the, the common thing there we've talked about, which is stress testing. All these things is that test all of your assumptions along the way. It's impossible... You know, even in general financial retirement planning, we talk about with people where what you think that you'll want in retirement is often very different to what you find that, that you do actually want. So this is just another part of that where what you think you want your business to look like and what it does end up looking like are often two different things. So don't overcommit. Don't jump in and, and pay more for something than what you than what you need. Um, just adjust as you go along. Um, but bear in mind that, you know, like we said, the big takeaway for me with with the how of this is to remember that this business exists to serve you and to serve your retirement and your lifestyle and retirement and and not the other way around. Great place to wrap up. Thanks for listening to our three-part series on setting up your own business in semi-retirement. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon. 